welcome to today's episode where I talk about nerdy voice actors who are uh, making a fine, fine career of uh, telling great stories uh, about a particular game back in the 80s. Yes, uh, as the title suggests, this is for episodes 7 through 9 on the episodes as they are, including the recapping of the live party that happened like last Tuesday, I think. So, yeah. Uh, of course, this is a uh, fantastic uh, time because we are introducing more of the Dororo's uh, family line, as well as wondering who is Percy's sister in the episode uh, 7, Scambo. Personally, uh, I know that these were uh, previous uh, Vox Machina uh, journeys in the campaign. But as a uh, viewer and listener, uh, there is always a key difference between one and the other. And even so, uh, seeing this visually comparing to hearing it on the description is totally different from where I'm seeing it. So, of course, um, when we open up the episode, we are meeting with uh, a past uh, Percy uh, with his uh, professor and his sister. Uh, studying uh, stones and gems, which is like something else. And of course, we are finding out about his sister Cassandra, who is voiced by Amaris, uh, Esme, Esme uh, Creed Miles, whom we should also know that her uh, talent uh, ranged from being as a live-action live actor, uh, which is a series that we know of from uh, Hannah... Uh, the other Amazon uh, original series. And another for uh, voice Anders, who's voiced by Stefan Root, whom we all should know his uh, fine work uh, of his uh, his style, if you will. Uh, of course, uh, we all can't forget about him being in office space, saying, they took my stapler, to uh, Dodgeball being the, uh, the uh, over... Uh, overpassing uh, easy-coming father who towards the end is like he has to be aggressive he is getting tired of being ran over and he's he got this like tenacity to like no so and even so uh, hearing his voice that's like yeah that's just crazy so of course uh in this episode of course we know that his their uh, whole team is like discovering why is Percy the way he is and discovering of and this is a fun uh, item to even know uh, the creation of bad news uh, for those who are not avid uh, uh, Vox Machina players or, or avid listeners uh, bad news is uh, Percival's uh, go-to weapon on the degree and describe of how he uh, fires off his shots and even so um, each chamber actually has like a name to each one and even so um, this one was already particular for the uh, Briarwoods and their associates so of course uh, Percival decides to like name the ones that he feels that needs to be uh, dispatched in a way on alive and he mentioned Lady Briarwood, Silas Briarwood, uh, 
Professor Anders, uh, Ellen Ripley. Not confusing with the Alien franchise. This is the name of the character, Ellen Ripley, in the uh, Vox Machina storyline. And then finally, uh, from the last episode, uh, in episode 6, Stonefall, uh, who was voiced by Darren DePaul. Uh, uh, which, which, again, I can't stress this enough. This guy's like ominous with his with his voice, and even so, um, uh, the Paul's character or characters, uh, of course, if you haven't heard the last episode, uh, was so many things. Uh, he did uh, a voice over for Doom, uh, Doom, Doom, and Doom Internal as the main villain who's helping you out. Uh, throughout the campaign and then you had to rescue him and do him eternal for an odd reason but even so he was still part of it uh reinhardt uh which is very you know cryptic for uh those who are uh playing overwatch and even so uh if he's continuing on for overwatch 2 that is like a heaven set right there uh also getting to the episode where uh, they're starting to come up with a plan to rescue Percy's sister and all this. And Scanlan has this crazy idea. This like, you know, crazy thing. So he's literally like storming uh, a person's castle in a way. And uh, uh, it's literally uh, Duke Vedmir. Uh, this is one of the characters where uh, helps the Briarwoods and throughout the whole thing, and he has his own little chateau or a little mansion, if you will. And he's voiced by Rory McCann. And for those who don't know him and why you should, uh, because here's the thing: uh, for those who are wise enough and know known to watch Game of Thrones, uh, he is literally the guy who voiced the Hound. And even so, I would be honored to have met him. But even so, um, there was other movies as well. One of which is uh, Jungle uh, J- Jumanji, The Next Level. And believe it or not, uh, anyone can pick this up. Uh, the movie Hot Fuzz. Uh, he was literally the character that just goes, Yerp. Yerp. Like, you know, the silent quiet type but only had that one line but even so uh that one line is already funny as it is so of course like the title uh we are introduced of scanbo uh which in the description of that one is that uh that scallion turns into this big triceratops wrecking the place after uh pretty much dousing himself with a few potions or at least drinks a few one then makes him uh, vamp, uh, not like the vampire kind, like, you know, like Nightcrawler, like he teleports in a poof of smoke. Next to uh, a shrinking potion where he shrinks down to size. And finally, of course, the fireball uh, <laughs> throw up, uh, if I have to say so. He regurgitates this like immense uh, flame out of his gut because the potion requires him to do so. And of course, uh, if we've seen the previous episodes, Scallion plays with that uh, one, with that one thing, that one uh, spell that trans- transform into. There, we're introduced to Scambo. 
Uh, towards the end, yes, of course, uh, Scanlan survives the ordeal, but even so, uh, Vox Machina find themselves on a trap trying to get to uh, Cassandra. And of course, we all know, uh, we know, uh, <laughs> we know of uh, Grog's rage streak. So yeah, that was uh, that was a fun thing to even do. So, yep. Towards the end, we are captured around in a way, uh, with Cassandra being dispatched immediately right in front of, right in front of uh, Percy, and he is, as the episode goes, he is shocked to have seen this happening to his sister again. So this is like a little uh, traumatic again for him. So he's literally just working with the uh, pushing through, uh, going after An Andrews and working with that. So on to the next one. Uh, we are reintroduced to Pike, whom we left in several episodes ago, that she wants to find her Everlight. She, after the battle with the Barwoods in episode three, she felt the need uh, to revisit or at least rekindle her relationship uh, with her uh, Everlight or her way, her God. So, of course, she feels like she's lost. She's nowhere to be connected and she's desperately trying to trying to uh, reconnect. So, of course, we are Introduced into Pike, who is voiced by Ashley Johnson, just in case if anyone hasn't heard the previous episodes, and uh, Ajani uh, Bamai. Uh, she is also another and fantastic line of voice talent actors. Uh, she is also the voice of Symmetra in uh, Overwatch. So, of course, uh, mad, mad props uh, for this nice lady because I cannot stress this enough. And she is uh, one of the high priestess, the head cleric uh, of the, of her uh, class, if if I have to say so, like a D and D thing. And we are introduced with Pike finding a way to, you know, rediscover her Everlight, her 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 reason of being, why she's being feeling like it's difficult for her to reconnect. And. Of course, uh, I can't stress this enough with the title. Uh, even so, the the opening for the uh, theme, opening theme, if you will, uh, it's like, don't get me wrong, anything that a Critical Role put out there, it's already amazing. But the opening uh, gets every better every single time uh, they bring out something totally new. So, uh, continuing of the episode, we are brought with the af uh, with some of the aftermath of her trying to uh, bring back Cassandra. In many ways, because apparently we are revisit with Keyleth and uh, Faxaldan on this, and I, for one, will not stress enough that this whole Barwood and This whole uh, situation with Percival uh, trying to go after uh, Professor Andrews uh, with this is like totally different. And even so, we are brought with this wonderful like action scene with uh, inanimate objects, uh, which you know, like 
gives us this like full metal alchemist vibe that they're battling and even so uh anders anvers uh character having like this literal and the title of the <laughs> and the title of the episode is a silver tongue which literally the um the whole uh thing is deals with the you know reanimating and creating some sort of connection and even so we are brought to the uh point where it is anders trying to do something totally different uh with the whole team and of course uh we are also coming back to uh to find out that everything is going on and, and plot twist uh of course uh when we're revisiting uh keyleth trying to resurrect uh cassandra it was a brief moment in the animation but even so it was like a strange gotcha uh with the uh popping up and like oh she's alive oh thank heavens and great and all of a sudden she's like oh wait stay here don't do anything and she and cassandra faints i feel that is uh aim for it because it's like a traumatic uh traumatic event while you're dead and come right back and even so it was kind of funny but even so, uh, when Vox Machina was giving Anders the ropes, uh, Anders then somehow find a way to take control of Vox, Mach Vox Machina other than Percival. And just like a student to a teacher, uh, you cannot have a student not realizing that if you taught someone geometry and... I don't care what you kids say. I don't care what the teachers say. There is a moment where math saves lives. I mean, in Spider-Man No Way Home, Peter already solved that science and math are one. Uh, in this particular scene, for first of all, geometry is like math. And math is easy to uh, predict of where you want to shoot. So... For those who are wondering if math will save anything, yes, indeed, yes, math will save a whole much headache. And for those who actually take it, it works at jobs, it works in construction, it works in everything. Because quite frankly, uh, everything that we're taught, we're taught with the basics of knowing two plus two is four, and the size and the dramatic. Uh, rendition if you drop a bowling ball and a softball one will go down a lot faster than the other one however one will bounce a, l a little higher than the other one so yeah that's uh something to work on and even so uh with Percival proven that uh with the right angles and the right know-how you could literally dispatch a person from afar. So, yes, we are dealt with, we are dealt with, uh, first Percival, uh, being no mercy Percy. With the, uh, with the mass and, you know, dispatching, you know, dispatching Professor Anders in all this. It's, it's already like justified right there. Not to mention, you know, getting rid of uh, Anders the way he is. Definitely worth uh, the uh, vengeance. Worth the idea. And even so, the 
the line is your face I saw when murder entered my heart that was the line uh, that Talison Jaffe said in the uh, in the podcast or the uh, campaign episode where it's literally it's very heartbreaking it was like tough and it was like it was worth saying it because this was a deliverable line like this guy is means no business he wants to deliver judgment onto those who who wronged him so apparently yeah that is like something totally different so of course uh the rest of the team they are brought in line with uh the many things that's happening right now they're slowly understanding that there is something going on in the uh in the town and there is something that deals with uh anders or with the briarwoods so of course this is like insane and crazy and uh it's like it's like totally Odd, but even so, uh, this also proves to us that uh, Keyleth is, um, in in her way, a <laughs> in 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 many ways something to like foretell something that's gonna happen uh, down the line. And even so, uh, with Keyleth doing what she did, she pretty much gave an alert, if you will, uh, to. Gives an alert to the whole Briarwoods that there's something, ha something's done and all that, and even so, it's like totally different. So currently, right now, uh, they are slowly bringing a lot of things into it, and I don't know about you, but uh, Pike's, uh, fight Pike's, uh abilities of her to work in with uh her everlight because everlight is like a depiction of many things it could be whatever so it's pretty much working with herself freeing herself uh in the in the matter of how she relates to whatever she is and we are brought to the truth that she is not uh, a skilled cleric. She is literally, she's literally have found her uh, path that is totally different. And at the same time, she is like giving herself some credit to whatever she needs to put out there. But even so, she lost, she somewhat lost her way. And understanding that it was like something totally different. And now ever since she found her way back and she's in, imbued, if you will, uh, with how she is feeling. And now she is just literally working with whatever path she is. But even so, she was given like almost of a choice in a way. But even so, this was her 
this is her choosing of what she'll be or what she has become and what she must do in order for her to regain if you will her abilities and of course uh, towards the end of the episode of the episode eight a silver tongue which of course we're listening to scallions little rapping uh, we are faced with a lot and I do mean a lot of undead uh, blights if you will so it's pretty much something to kind of worry about at the same time uh, having scallion to just like uh yeah here we go we're having ourselves a grand old time and I for one uh, do like the opening scene of that one because it's great and of course uh, this in a way brings us to yeah this is what's gonna happen and we can't escape uh, episode 8 ending on a note where hey this is what's gonna happen going down uh, on to the next episode which is the last part of the uh, set uh, episode 9 the tide of bone and this one uh, particularly deals with uh, the battle uh, near Sun Tree so it it was one of those things uh, that happened so so in this episode uh, we are dealing with the aftermath that yes the undead is swarming the city uh, it's pretty much causing everything but before that uh, we are brought to the reason why uh, the Briarwoods are they are because of Silas Briarwood who is dying and his lady uh, found a pretty much a Necronomicon tome if you will who resurrects him as the vampire that we see in the in the entire series so of course uh, we are seeing how Percival is trying to fight the ability for him to lead that his sister was under the care of the Briarwoods for the entire time and how Whitestone fell under the ruling. Uh, it wasn't until uh, uh, Archie, Archibald, uh, who was voiced by uh, Dominic Monaghan, who, who is uh, a wonderful uh, live-acting voice, uh, voice, <laughs> live-acting uh, actor who starred in Lord of the Rings, uh, Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins, uh, um, also, uh, Lost, but even so, uh, this gentleman, uh, had a wonderful fine time, uh, to lend his voice, uh, to this character, whom, uh, we find that it is difficult that a friend of, sorry, for a friend of, uh, Percival to have perished, uh, in the lines of recovering, even so, uh, to battle uh, Duke and live to tell the tale, that was totally different. So, of course, uh, we are visiting to this part of where they're surrounded near Sun Tree. And they're slowly, uh, you know, dwindling down. The whole team is, like, going slowly until we are visited by Pike. Now, uh, if those who actually seen this episode or have felt this episode somehow, 
I for one uh, had that uh, Infinity War or yeah, I think Infinity War vibe where Thor just comes in at the last moment where the aliens are like almost taking over Wakanda and all that. This is one of those vibes where I'm feeling it. And I know there's a TikTok trend out there that deals with uh, Hero with Chad Krugan uh, from that Spider-Man soundtrack. Yeah, that's how I feel with this episode, with that scene at this episode right now. That uh, literally uh, Pike's like giving everyone like a boost, if you will, a boost of energy and enlightenment. It's like literally her being in in this placement without being in placement, you know? And of course, you know, I like the line where Grog said, you're as what? Uh, astral projection is uh, an out-of-body experience, so it's totally different. Uh, currently, right now, uh, the Briarwoods are crazy on doing things, and currently, right now, uh, for for them, they're going to do some sort of strange spell and all that. Now, when it comes down to uh, revenge or getting revenge, uh. Yeah, uh, this episode pretty much depicts that um, Duke uh, Radmir uh, literally gets his upcomings uh, in this one. And even so, uh, he doesn't really escape too much. And let's let's not forget that uh, Scallion, Sam Riegel's character, always leads some wonderful, sick, uh, lyrics uh, forever every single time he does it and even so he, he's literally a numbard and for those who like want to study that from the D&D per- perspective uh, he sings he constantly sings it's awesome next to uh, a barbarian who's just like point me where to attack and I will attack so of course this is this is all all based from the uh, off of the uh, s- early series of Vox Machina. But even so, um, this in a way uh, helps us prepare for at least the next few episodes uh, that's going to come up. Which is the last, uh, to my knowledge, the last 12, uh, last 12 episodes of the first season of Vox Machina. Uh, as for the um, live uh, live casting uh, for that one, uh, there was a lot of depictions of how each each thing that's happening for this for this episode uh, kind of helps us out with you know the, the depiction and how the character looks. Uh, the original thought design uh, went out uh, Vaxeldan's cloak. Uh, already thought of how how Liam's uh, character's description is that yes he he is of um, mild mannered but even so there was a there was a lot to say about how he is like kept whatever it is with the depiction of many things uh, this also has an earlier design for uh, uh, Vexalia and her design of her being of a ranger uh, is always like something totally different to work with. So with the twins' designs, uh, there was always a difference in key phrases of different 
tones of how they each look. So in 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 the uh, watch over episode uh, Q and A uh, on YouTube, which you can find, uh, they always find ways to like put these together on many things on on each person. Uh, just in case uh, they always chit chat. They were talking about how the whole reaction of how the uh, the creation of the cart. Uh, Back in episode four, it's more like a dilapidated. Uh, let's put it this way: if there was cars, this would be the lemon uh, for them to drive, which is kind of rickety dickety, and it's like only the structures built build on. But even so, uh, for them to design each one and the discussion of the creativity of the uh, of the look, it's like totally different and even so we are brought with the design of the castle and how it looks it is way way better than anything else so uh, just in case if I did not recap the end of uh, this episode of episode 9 we are brought to the ending uh, where there could have been a, a not so familiar face but a new uh, person comes around and just like scares uh the living uh stikes out of certain people but even so uh this one uh even i'm a little surprised about this one uh we are greeted to a person who's in the uh dungeon who is voiced by kelly hugh and for those who was wondering who's kelly hugh uh i would look up surf ninja uh, X-Men X2, uh, X-Men United, and various of other roles, uh, that Kelly Hugh has portrayed, uh, which, by the way, it is a not so long, not too big of a long list, but even so, uh, her voice carries on, like, gradually. So, of course, we are, again, I mean, to the end of the episode, uh, No Mercy Percy, and within his lens of his eye, he's looking at the uh, person. So, for episodes 10, 11, and 12 of this one, I can't wait. Uh, even though uh, this is the last three episodes of the season, uh, I personally don't mind knowing what's going to happen uh, on this next set. So anyways, uh, that's where I'm going to leave the episode. Uh, I do thank you guys for listening uh, out. Uh, this is, I know, this feels like a periodic uh, episode of seeing each one, but do bear with me. It This was kind of lengthy. So, yeah. Um, until uh, next time, until the next episode, uh, that is not Vox Machina. Uh, uh, you guys have a wonderful time. And as always of an old line, is it Friday yet? Until then, see ya. Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple. 
surprisingly, I think. Um, also on Spotify as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on uh, www.anchor.fm slash E-D-C-A-S-T-2-0. That is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20. Yeah, just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up. Until then, thanks for listening.